0: This is Session 4 of the Marriage and Family and High Value of the Work Course. Please ensure you have your notes and a pen ready as we now continue. I went after marriage. I said as to me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm not going to allow my son and daughter to land up in hell. I drew a line. I said I don't care what it takes. Our marriage was broken at that time primary contributed to that was me. He said, Lord God, I'm changing and I'm getting to your word. And the word of God transformed and changed and changed and changed. Now I thank God if I pass on next week, I know, whatever would be a hell to me if this wasn't the case, my wife, my children and my children's children, I'll see them in heaven. Amen. You make that decision, especially husbands and dads. You make that decision. Deplorable will it be of you. Buried in the grave, and your children are not going to heaven. Yeah. You've lost the purpose of life. Yeah.
1: You've lost the purpose of life. Can I be that bland? Can I be that brash?
0: Because yeah. life is better than a mm-hmm. Blink your eye and it's gone. And only to the singer. You know that there's only one. Only what you different class Christ was. Yeah. Then we can change it. we have the privilege to be co-labors with Jesus, then we can lead alongside and with our spouses, our children and our children's children, and their children's <laughs> children, and their children's children, to a thousand generations in heaven. Friends, what more laudable or portable manner of life is there to live? Because all of the rest, I've been, I'm yet to go to a funeral with a tent of trailer behind the earth. All of it stays here, friends. But having used that resource to sow into my marriage and my family, firstly from that yes, to the church and the business of what God's called me into, but your church at the end of the day will plateau the level of where your marriage and your family. Yeah. If I'm living two lives, I'm living a different life in church than I am at home. I'm telling you now, pastors, please hear me. Yeah. Your children are going to rebel. And you don't put pressure on your children. You are the pastor's kid you behave in church. They'll behave in church the way you're behaving at home. Yeah. <laughs> when there's misbehavior by the child in church, it's you, pastor. Yeah. They're emulating you. Yeah. You cannot tell people to change behavior. Behavior is the product of the example set before you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. They become who you are. That's what they do. What a lofty privilege call we have as husband and wife and parent. There's no higher calling, we're going to get there. There's no higher calling on this planet. If I were to pass a church 10,000 strong, if my family on a downward spiral heading to hell, I'd give up that church in a hurry. That's my conviction, you may have a different (laughs) one. My conviction, I believe, is the word of God. We'll see that as we teach. So be not. (coughs) (coughs) Pardon me. And do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. So let me say this. When you're born again in your spirit man, you're the competitive product. 1 John 4, verse 17, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 20. You're a new creation in Christ in your spirit man. But your soul, which begins with your mind, still thinks the same. It still walks in a way that seems right. I've got to notify my mind. I've got to inform my mind the new person I am in Christ. That's the purpose of the Bible. James calls it the perfect law of liberty, the mirror of God's word. I go to the mirror of God to see who I am in my spirit man. Because in my spirit man is my true self. My soul is not my true self. But I want my soul to line up to my true self which is my spirit man. My spirit man, I have no sickness, no sadness. This little cough I've got today, it doesn't come from my spirit man. I've got to work of my mind. It doesn't come from that by the way, in the last 10, 12 years, I think I've had this maybe two times in my life since. But the point is, I've got to let my mind know that by stripes, I will be healed? No. By stripes, I was healed. When? 2,000 years ago at the cross. That makes faith easy. Faith is believing what happened in the past. You're not believing for healing to happen tomorrow. You believe that healing happened 2,000 years ago. That's faith. So faith is not to get faith is to know you've got yeah. that's faith faith is knowing what you've got if i'm doing prayer fast and fasting trying to get something go and have a hamburger <laughs> you go to prayer and fast and find out what you've got yeah. not what you haven't got go to find out what you've got and so on the foundation of the word friends it's laid down our traditions our doctrines our cultural persuasions our way of ethnicity thinking and that's from nation to nation. You go to any nation in the world that applies No one is exempt from it. The practices of the past. and when my culture taps into that, that is in heaven. Walk away from that in a hurry. Cannot be bought today. Pastors cannot be bought. You cannot show me a scripture. You pass to a church, and you leave the church, and you go to the Sangama or the witch or the witch doctor. It's a cultural thing that's not the Bible. You cannot fuse the devil with Jesus and expect things to go well. It just ain't going to happen, friends. And every culture has something of that kind of bias, it's a different expression. But there's no concord with light and darkness, yeah. with Christ and BDM. There's no concord. There's no fusion. You can't mix boiling water. You've got to get to one or the other if you want to live in the fullness of God. Be you happy with mediocrity and failure and maybe a child going to hell, well, then maybe you hold on to that. But if you want the promises of God, Confuse that. Confuse that. It's the pure and adulterated word of God that guarantees the product of God's promise. Trust God's word. In Luke chapter 6 verses 46 to 49 it says as follows. It says, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, and Jesus described about you building your house on the rock. So the rock as a person is Jesus. Jesus as a person is the rock is the word of God. When you build your house in every life on the rock, says when the wind comes, the wind's gonna come. The wind will blow on your marriage. But if you bend to the wind, you lose your marriage. But if you build your house on the rock, when the wind comes when opposition comes, you will remain standing. But if you built on a way that seems right to me, when the wind comes. Out of that marriage. It's too tough. When you're on that solid rock, you're on the Word of God. Lord, you're not a man that you should lie in, the Son of Man that you should repent. Behold, you have said, I'm blessed, I'm not cursed. I'm trusting your Word. Right now, when I look at my spouse, my spouse looks at me. Inside, that we don't determine things by feelings, I may feel I don't want to be in this marriage. My feelings don't dictate. I'm on the rock. And the wind comes and the wind will blow. Are you married for more than 24 hours, the wind is going to blow. <laughs> the wind blows, especially if you've gone to the word before you married. So now you've got the rock you're standing on it. The Bible says this: He who finds a wife finds a good thing. That also applies to he who finds a husband finds a good thing. What does that mean? You who finds a product already established that can be called a wife, you have found a good thing. The Bible doesn't say who finds a girlfriend or a flusie or a foc. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible says he who finds a wife. In other words, one who's gone to the Word of God is prepared. He is already a wife. You're praying for a wife or a husband? Be that so God can open the door so you can have it. God, ain't going to give you a spouse where you're not standing on a sure foundation. I'm going to allow you to wreck that person's life. <laughs> Go to the Word of God. He finds a wife. I remember counseling someone once. It's in the notes, so I am jumping around a bit. They had fellowship in our church for about a year. Uh, he'd been married three times. The lady been married once. So I walked some counselor with them. And my trust was that they would establish their, their planned marriage in the word of God. At so this time when they stepped up, they wouldn't be left with the same hurt and anguish and pain and consequences. And so I administered God's word over a season. After a period of time, the husband to be, and said, we want to set the marriage date. I had no peace in my heart. I can't tell people when to get married and when not to get married, that's their decision. They're asking my perspective, I'm going to be honorable to them as i represent god and the condition of my heart toward where they find themselves at that point in time so i said it's not so matter if you're getting married for me it's more about when you're getting married let's just lay the foundation yeah long story short he would vacillate in response but he wanted to he was acting in the flesh he wanted to get married it got to the point where I didn't see them in the church for two or three weeks. And then they came on Sunday. After the service, the gentleman came up to me and says, we want to put an ultimatum to you. Okay? He says, we're getting married in three weeks' time. We found another pastor. Can you believe it? (laughs) We found another pastor who willingly will come out the service in three weeks' time. (laughs) So if you won't do it for us, he'll do it preferences that you take away. So I said, if anything wants to take you with I do have a peace. When the wind blows, it was my port. yeah This thing's coming down. Yeah. So I said, I cannot take away in weeks time. Left there, got married in three weeks time, got divorced seven days later. Oh. That man was trying to self-contain himself in the flesh. When he got married, apparently yeah. the devil broke loose from that house. <laughs> Friends, he finds a wife, you find a husband, finds a good thing. House. Don't chase the skirt, chase the heart. Yeah. The heart is what is important. The skirt fades and it lengthens over time and rises. <laughs> you marry someone's heart. Yeah. You marry the heart. Isaiah 4 verse 6, most of us will no doubt know the scripture very well. The God is speaking, it says my people perish to a lack of knowledge. And So until I have a lack of knowledge, what does that scripture say is going to happen to me? I'm going to perish over, so I'm not going to walk in God's best. And my marriage is going to be tough. And when the marriage is tough, do you know what the result of that is? Parenting is going to be very tough. So now we try and parent harder, but you make making matters worse when you parent harder. You take the step back and say, hang on, behavior is a fruit of an indicator of a cause. Most of the time. Most of the time, the way a child is behaving, there's a reason for it. So even my say if they're wetting their bed, there's a reason for it. So I might say, stop wetting your bed. Well, that night, in the night before, they wet the bed twice, and now wet it four times. Because okay. behavior is the result of something. Yeah. You don't change things at the point of behavior, it's like a fruit tree. If you pull off the lemons, you've just pruned the tree. Yeah. There's more lemons next to you, you've got to get to the root. And so you deal with the lemon and you plant an orange if you want an orange fruit. And So behavior is something to be read more than it is to be something that's disciplined time for that as well. But that word is root is to be discipled in. Discipline in the, in the mindset of most of us is get out the stick and beat them to a pulp. That's not what it means. There is the rod of correction, not the rod of abuse. The rod of correction. If you're going to discipline your child, you never do it when you're emotionally charged. You never do it out of anger and frustration because that will only exacerbate the problem when you do so everything you do is for someone and never against someone if i discipline out of abroad i'm doing it against my child because i want to watch the springboks beat the aussies and you're in front of the tv you're frustrating me bash 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 i did that for me i didn't do that for him or her so you discipline for you disciple for you correct for and occasionally, if required, you even rebuke for the person, not against the person. It may feel by the person that it is against them, but actually it's for them. And if you come in from a heart where you love people, most people will read, I'm doing this for you and not against you. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, not against you. Mm-hmm. So my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. That knowledge has a twofold tail to it, if I can phrase it that way. It's knowing to the point of doing. So I may know how to work on a computer. The computer only gives me the value that it's designed to give me when I do it. So that knowledge is a knowing that becomes the experience of my life knowledge. So I get to know God's word, corresponding to action, called faith. I step out and I do the work. And as I walk in faith, the landscape of my life in that area starts to change. becomes colorful. It's like a butterfly. It starts to take off a fly. The Word of God. You cannot change the status of your marriage in your own strength, in your own ways, in your own endeavors. You hurt, you bruised, you frustrated, you angry. You cannot minister to your spouse from that place. So initially, step back, maybe show intent. Sweetie, I want to let the Word of God administer you to me. I realize I'm behaving this way. The Word of God doesn't come to make bad people good. It comes to make sick people well. Our hearts and our souls in some shape or form we said. But the good news is the word God is what called a medicine. Yeah. We thank you for having completed the marriage and family and high value of the word course, and trust these were a blessing to you. Please proceed to writing the test or the quiz and sending same to us as soon as may be possible. Your graduation certificate will be sent to you shortly after you have written and submitted the test. We are trusting for good fruit in your marriage and your family and would look forward to hearing from you. Please reach out to us by emailing us on marriage at foryourgood.net. That is marriage at foryourgood.net. Please also visit our website, www.foryourgood.net to learn more about For Your Good Ministries International. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our partners for making all that the ministry does possible. We greatly appreciate our partners, for it is they who walk in team with us and enable us to reach out to all the world. May we also request your prayerful consideration or perhaps partnering with this ministry. God is taking the messages we teach to all the world and into many sectors of the world, and it is our partners who make this possible. We would love to have you on team with us. Visit our partners tab on our website, for further partnership information and follow the prompts and or the options that relate to your prospective partnership. We would love to have you walk with us. God bless our fond love and regards to you, to yours, to all those dear to you, and to all those God would have you influence. Remember, God loves you and there's nothing you can do that will ever change His continual love for you. This is Abraham Foss of For Your Good Ministries saying God bless.